Once upon a time, there was a young woman named Elise who wanted to see the entire world and all the stories within it. One day, she met a white rabbit who asked her to come along for a journey of discovery. Welcome to Elise in Wonderland. and welcome to another Sunday morning on Elise in Wonderland on 101.5 The Hawk. Hope you guys are recovering from your late night Halloween parties and all the craziness you were doing last night. Uh, welcome again, Jin, our co-host, The White yes. Rabbit. Thank you. And we have a special guest today, Maria. Maria, my wonderful friend Maria Bracalenti will be joining us today to talk a little bit about uh, her coffee club initiative and a little mm -hmm. bit about Halloween uh, around the world. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Welcome. So everyone, how was your week? Jin? I was tired. Um, I'm looking for a house. Mm, nice. It's, it's not a kid easy here, but <laughs> I'm, look, I'm doing house hunting. So I went to almost five houses and I liked some of them. Um, you mean like buying a house proper? Yes. Wow, yes. that's exciting. Yes, I will do the house party, so please join us. <laughs> please invite us. We will go live from Jin's house party. Okay. <laughs> the craziness I, that will happen. Well, I'm not the owner. No? You know what I mean? I mean, my wife is the owner, so... <laughs> she holds the keys. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a lot of process, too. You have to think about the money and um, well, yeah. home inspection, escrow, um, tax property or whatever, you know. I'm learning. I'm learning it. So, hope everything goes well. So, I'm hoping moving by the end of the year or January, February, nice. March, April, <laughs> go on. May, June, July, depending. <laughs> well, Never it's a good ending. time to look. That's I exciting. Know. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing is, I applied a uh, main master university for a part time job, uh, part time work study. Wow, you did some life moves this week. Yeah. I know. Look I'm the you. last person never went to university in my family. Last generation. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully everything goes well and I got accepted accepted and I can study for part-time evenings. Wonderful. Congratulations. Congratulations Jen. Thank you so much and Elise. Oh my gosh. It. Yeah, so um if anyone hears me out there starting to lose track and lose my mind, it's because <laughs> I just got back from a crazy vacation and a lot of traveling yesterday. So, uh I my week, I landed in Munich, went to Austria hung out in Vienna, then drove down to Croatia and Venice. So, you know, pretty casual week. <laughs> it's the norm. <laughs> um, uh, I will post some photos on our on our Facebook page at least 101.5 and let people, uh, after I take a long, exorbitant nap, let people know a little bit more about what I did. But my week was incredible mm -hmm. and I had a wonderful time. I'm hopefully we'll be able to um, expand on some of these things for some upcoming episodes. Yeah, we have a four topics to cover in the future, so that's good. We'll just slot those right in. <laughs> <laughs> well, which one was your favorite, at least? Oh, I... They... I did a lot. I covered a lot in a lot of countries in that time. Mm -hmm. So each one had its own kind of flavor. Uh, and um, it was amazing. I really enjoyed Croatia, though. It was very mm -hmm. wild, 
beautiful islands. It was really warm, and uh, I didn't understand what people were saying or what was going on, so I really enjoyed <laughs> that. The food, the language, everything was so foreign to me, so um, I highly recommend going there. It's like a discount, non-touristy, Greek islands kind of mm -hmm. feeling, so I really enjoyed it. Um, what about you, Maria? Yeah, go ahead. Um, well, unlike Elise, I'm not a world traveler, but I'm a Hamilton traveler, Yay. born and raised in Hamilton, but I always like to discover new places. And my boyfriend, Craig, and I love to antique shop, and we found the Hamilton Antique Mall, which mm. is fairly recently opened on Ottawa Street. It's four floors, wow. and I fell in love with it so much that I decided to get a little booth for myself. So uh, looking forward to uh, setting up the booth and uh, opening up shop in about a week. Cool. So like a business. Yeah, it's a little it's side exciting. business. Yeah, I'm going to call it Mia's Memories. Mm. Awesome. Yeah, it's a fun place. You should drop by if you want to get some Where good deals. Where is this again? So it's right in the middle of Ottawa Street, and uh, it's four floors. There's a basement and first, second, and third floor. Nice. So it's really cool. You can't miss it. There's a huge sign. It's about <laughs> halfway uh, through the block. It's uh, close to where you would park at Ottawa and Barton. Awesome. Yeah. Check out Maria. She's hilarious. And <laughs> she will give you some good deals on stuff. Yeah. Everything's cheap. <laughs> nice. Uh, all right, everyone. So we will talk a little bit about our mission last week. Jin mm. did a wonderful job talking about Sudan with our guest Aziz, Aziz. who was on our show. Um, I was I pulled up in my little van. Mm. I, I was like, it's three o'clock, which means it's <laughs> nine a.m. in Ontario, and I found uh, the Elise in Wonderland show and heard Jin, who um, did a great job on his own Thank with you. our wonderful guest who was really uh, i remember the moment where he said i've only been in canada one year and mm -hmm. and realizing how wonderful his english was and how huge of a transition he must have had yes. living here after one year was like very inspiring mm -hmm. and it was very um the meaningful because he's planning to do a podcast and it's the first point of experience that he had a radio show ah and, so um, this was his kind of like preview to see do mm -hmm. i want to do something like this yes yeah. That's cool. He liked it, so. That's great. So mm -hmm. the mission report was learn something about Sudan. Yes. How did you guys do? I was tired. Um, I mean, as a Korean, I have a news about related to Korean. There is a priest named Tesak Lee. He went to South Sudan to basically voluntary um, to help a lot of poor people because at the point there was a lot of diseases in South Sudan, which is malaria and cholera. Cholera, yeah. Yes. Um, so what he did, he did treat people for free, and he dig the land to make a seven, not seven, um, like the wells to to bring up the the pure water, so people doesn't get sick. Eventually, he passed away because of cancer, mm. because he didn't treat himself well, because he was helping too many people outside. But um, he posted on their textbook in the middle school and high school in South Sudan. So they are very respect him and he did a great job to save a lot of lives in South Sudan. What was this person's name again? Tesok Lee. Tesok Lee. I might post something on Facebook. Then. Wow, mm -hmm. that's really cool. I learned a lot from about Sudan from this guest speaker as well last week. Mm -hmm. um, 
in terms of the mission, I was on, I had a lot of layovers yesterday, so I was doing some Googling <laughs> and uh, was reading a little bit about the metric system in Sudan. So if you travel anywhere, you know, people are always like, okay, so uh, that will be blah, blah, blah kilograms. Mm. And I'm like, how many pounds is that? <laughs> it's always interesting uh, finding the differences between how people measure uh, things in different areas. I so. do opposite. I do ask uh, how many kilograms is it? <laughs> I know. That's why we complement each other so and well. We just talk about a person's height. And yeah, you guys we were... are talking about inches, and I don't know what it's how many centimeters and meters. And uh huh, you become like your own calculator <laughs> when you move to a different place. But this place, this was interesting. So the I don't know too much about it, but mm. the metric system is the standard in Sudan. However, locally people are like, whatever, screw the metric system. We have our own system based on um, a mashup of Egyptian and British standards, wow. which I thought was really cool. So uh, I'm sure on official packaging, you know, the metric system is in place. Mm. People people have their own unique way of measuring things in Sudan that I thought was really interesting. Let's see, we do have in Korea before we had uh, centimeters and meters, kilograms. We use our hands sometimes or the length between your arms to arms oh. to uh, measure things. Sometimes that works so well for me. It's <laughs> 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 <That sounds> unfair. <laughs> sometimes I'll like I'll use my own feet and be mm. like, it's five Elise feet, <laughs> which doesn't translate to anyone else in the world. In Wonderland. <laughs> But really, even in Canada, for those of us that grew up on the imperial system and then had to switch, metric came in when I was in grade six, mm. so I was oh. 11 or 12, and uh, I still struggle with the metric system. It must have messed you up. So it does. <laughs> and the teachers really, at that time, didn't know how to teach it. Oh. So we really didn't get a very good education on switching mm. to metric. My kids only know metric, but I switch back and forth, and I mostly stay in an imperial <laughs> in my... Uh, beautiful boyfriend he loves imperial so you he he <laughs> translates he everything back he can doesn't you, use anything in metric can you tell me more about what imperial so that's is? pounds and inches mm -hmm. and degrees okay. so like um mm -hmm. you wouldn't i don't know what it even is but it, it you you cook a a roast <laughs> at 400 degrees in your oven okay but you wouldn't say it's when you, you're talking about degrees outside you would say like it's 51 Fahrenheit. So Fahrenheit. Oh, I see. You see what I mean? Or Celsius, and it makes a difference. Mm. So it can get very confusing when you're speaking to someone. Right, and only Canadians do this, too. Yeah, so. because uh, like Americans like just stay with the original. I yeah. think they're one of the few countries that don't do metric. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, nowadays, they're saying that you really need to know both. Mm -hmm. Because depending on business-wise who you're dealing with, yeah. often you'll need to know both systems. But it, it can get very confusing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So. Okay. Well, hopefully all of you out there learned a little bit about Sudan, whether it was on our last show or, you know, took some in inspiration to do some of your own research. Right. And actually, we didn't have enough time to talk more about himself. We just talked about Sudan. So we might invite him again mm -hmm. to Great. talk about his journey in Canada. That would be wonderful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Always interesting to hear what people go through, um, good and bad, when they come to a new place. Yeah. All right, so that brings us to history of the day. So every show we want to talk a little bit about something that happened somewhere in the world on this day in history. Mm -hmm. So today being October 29th, 
Uh, we found some pretty interesting little factoids uh, uh, from history in the world. So the first one it was on this day in 1923, it was Turkey's Republic Day. Um, and gaining independence for <laughs> Turkey on this day on 1923. So congratulations. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Uh, the next one was 1942. Uh, someone named Robert Norman Ross, or better known as Bob Ross, was born. It was Bob Ross's birthday today. Um, those of you who uh, enjoyed the nostalgia of Slash watching this on TV when they were a kid, TV, the Joy of Painting mm -hmm. show, where a lot of people learned how to draw clouds and bushes <laughs> and nice little lakes. reflections <laughs> on lakes and hear his therapeutic ASMR voice mm -hmm. <laughs> in their ears. Um, so, yes, and we, Jin also found out that he was in the Air Force for 20 years, mm -hmm. um, which is really interesting to switch from the Air Force to therapeutic, relaxing painting lessons yeah. on TV. Well, the beauty of Bob Ross, I'm old enough to remember when his show was on, mm -hmm. uh, I think it came through on the public station from Buffalo, mm -hmm. and he had a fuzzy afro and a full beard and he had the most beautiful voice you've ever heard i think people tuned in not just for his beautiful <laughs> artistry but to no. listen the calming soothing voice of bob ross <laughs> those of us that grew up with buffalo tv mm -hmm. in the 70s remember bob ross of course there wasn't much else to watch but <laughs> <laughs> that's why we remember we, we bob, love bob one ross. of three channels <laughs> But he was very talented, but he had the best voice ever. Mm -hmm. He could just calm you no matter what kind of day you had. I think parents probably turned it on to calm down the hyper kids. It's like, here's Bob Ross telling you a story about the trees and birds. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Bob Ross. Yeah. Um, in 2015, on the 29th of October, also, this was a big, a big day. The one-child policy in China finally ended after 35 mm -hmm. years. Um, the one-child policy, for those who don't know, was uh, brought on to help with population control in China mm -hmm. because uh, the population was growing out of control and people were concerned about resources and a quality of life. And so one-child policy was enacted so that families would be really restricted to having only one child in their family, which had a lot of interesting repercussions. Um, Jen, do you want to talk a little bit about the one-child policy. Yeah, so um, basically it was, this policy was on for 35 years um, because there was too much population in China. Still, Chinese is the number one population in the world. Um, but it caused a lot of trouble. I think when you control uh, birth or birth rate, you have to be really careful because one of the examples is Romania. Mm -hmm. They did um, they didn't allow to contraception and no adoption, so people has to birth a child. So they did the opposite. They outlawed contraception. Right, right. probably because they don't have enough population, but then it becomes the horrible um, generation because they don't get a lot of enough health care and education because there's no, basically no schools or classrooms enough for them. So the infrastructure d couldn't catch up with the population. Growth. Right, yeah. right. So, but I mean, it's... The, the policy is opposite in China, but same thing happens because sometimes you can control. Sometimes there is a still baby birth sure. with contraception. Um, so what happens is they don't get a citizen, so they don't get education or healthcare for free. They have to find a private doctor 
tutor homeschooling right. only. And there's huge fines associated with right. having an additional child, right? I, I read something like yeah. you have to three times your yearly mm. salary or something. You yeah, not only fines, your parents or whoever to make a go to work, they don't get promotion, they get, mm. there's a ceiling for oh them my. because they're... So you're identified as this like extra child? Kind of criminal, right? Criminal. Because they are not following the rules in the country. So uh -huh. it makes a lot of trouble. I saw a um, um, documentary about it and there's a brothers in Chinese family and only one child gets education and the other child get discriminated a lot of jobs and healthcare system. So I'm really happy to see that they're changing, they're moving on those um, kind of more freedom for people. Mm -hmm. It also put a lot of uh, children into orphanages, especially female mm -hmm. babies. I had quite a few friends that have adopted, fr did adopt from China. We're talking, you know, 20 years ago, mm -hmm. um, a lot of uh, female babies. And um, so yeah. it really uh, increased because males were preferred. So yeah, right. so in Sometimes our culture, in Asia, them, yeah. yeah, Asian culture, we prefer boys because um, the the boys getting the family legacies. So family legacy. You, mm. Yeah. So oh. if you're a daughter, you belong to your husband, right. <clears throat> but if you're a son, you get all the your parents and things. So people prefer son right but the problem is with too many sons and mm. no women yeah. no more babies so there goes the yeah. family. so we're seeing that now right there's an imbalance between male and female populations which yeah. has a really interesting social um, effect mm -hmm. on how people are finding relationships and mates in china now that the generations have become older right and um there's some interesting social things happening there as mm -hmm. well with the balance the imbalance yeah very uh, for one policy that was, you know, relatively short in the history mm. of time, the repercussions you can see now. So anyway, that was lifted in only in 2015. Mm -hmm. The no more one Three job years. policy. Wow. Right. That that was a shock to me actually because I felt I thought that that was something that was um, had stopped mm. earlier. Yeah. So on this day, two years ago. Uh, all right, everyone. So. That brings us to our first song break, and in my absence, Jin has been the DJ, so he is has chosen our awesome music today, um, and our theme for the rest of today's show will be Halloween, of course, uh, as it's coming up in a few days. So our first song, uh, very fittingly, is the Ghostbusters theme song, and that's by Ray Parker Jr. Welcome back, everyone. I ain't afraid of no ghost. <laughs> we were just talking about this because... Hey, do you want to call her? Yeah, we're going to call Les Palango, the <laughs> station manager, because we had a haunting of a ghost. Mm. Um, this has happened a few times where we just get static every few minutes. And uh, we were talking about how in Korea, it's actually uh, a sign of good luck to do some recording well if there's hauntings mm -hmm. in the room. Yeah, we're singers are recording in a studio if there's some ghosts or... Um, what's it called? It's like things are frying. Spirits or? Yeah. Or there's a name I forgot. Anyway, it means it will be huge success in production. Cool. So people like to have one. It's a good story to share when you talk to your fans, right? It's a good superstition, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> While I was recording, <laughs> the boo my sheet music was floating. And so <laughs> okay. we will have big success. Um, 
Maria was also talking about how she saw the Ghostbusters movie in yeah. theaters, and it was like a huge revolutionary thing. It was. It came out, I think I was in high school. I know I was in high school, and I went with about 10 friends. And the opening scene in the library with the librarian in the card catalog and the ghost pops out, uh-huh. we all jumped a mile. It was hugely high-tech for the mm-hmm. 80s uh, to see that. The whole movie was uh, pretty revolutionary for those of us that were about 14, 15 years old. It was pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, welcome back, everyone, to Elise in Wonderland on 101.5 The Huck. Hopefully you are enjoying your beautiful Sunday morning with us. And uh, we are going to dig in now with our guest, Maria. So, Maria, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do at the college, and uh, about the coffee club. Sure. So, uh, my name is Maria Bracalenti, as uh, Lise introduced me earlier. And I'm the currently the coordinator for International Student Services here at Mohawk. And, and an I, awesome one at that. Uh, thank you. I love my <laughs> job. I love our international students. Um, four years ago, I decided that we needed something that would be fun and relaxing, uh, aimed at international students but would welcome domestic students to come together in a casual, relaxed, fun environment, just sit, talk, play games, do whatever we feel like, and we call it Coffee Club. Mm -hmm. Uh, We always have uh, snacks and uh, coffee and juice and tea and uh, a lot of fun. Um, we've had some great students over the years. Um, we have some regulars that come, and then we have people that pop in and out over the years. One uh, memorable student was Jeremy, and he was in the massage therapy program. And he was from a small northern town in Ontario, so he was born and raised in Canada. Mm-hmm. And he told us the reason he joined Coffee Club is because he knew he'd be working with um, a diverse population in a new globalized world, and he wanted to really understand different cultures, and, and it helped him bring him out because he was a bit introverted, and mm-hmm. he taught us how to juggle, and we learned a lot about mm-hmm. his growing up in Canada, and the international students could share their stories, so that was really cool. And another member who uh, joined early was Jin, oh. and Jin has become our uh, co-facilitator <laughs> um, and helps me out every week with Coffee Club. And he's been a great uh, promoter and a great role model, and uh, he's brought a lot to Coffee Club. And he loves to play the games, so you have to drop by and see Jin. Uh, We usually use him as the target. uh, target. target. I remember I came and Jin had like an inflatable basketball net on his head. Yes, and we had to throw (laughs) balls at him. It was quite fun. (laughs) My head is pretty far over by people. (laughs) Not too high, not too short. No. Um, The other thing that students love to play is Bean Boozle. Mm. So if you've ever not played Bean Boozle, come by any coffee club. We'll oh, be God, happy to bring game. it out. Especially if you want to see Maria's face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she always gets the wrong one. That's right. Hit the website, uh, the coffee club website. Jen set up the website for us, and you'll see a few little videos of Maria's face <laughs> when I get the yucky tasting. Bean Boozled is like a... Like a Russian roulette for gross and delicious yes. uh, jelly beans. Yeah. <laughs> and gross being like puke flavor versus strawberry. Uh, like, yeah. Rotten eggs. Rotten eggs. <laughs> snot <laughs> or boogers. Wow, yeah. that sounds mm-hmm. so Dog fun. food. The one that's supposed to be chocolate tastes like dog food and it really does. It lasts for <laughs> days in your mouth. Yeah, especially because jelly beans get stuck in your back teeth. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> um, uh, so that's really awesome, though. This is so a lot of people see this event and initiative and they think, oh, this is just for international students, you know, 
to get out of their comfort zone and talk a little bit, but also domestic students come and it's, it's a great crossover that I think especially for international students, mm -hmm. they're really curious about what are Canadians really like and, you know, yeah. can I make some friends that are Canadians and can I can I have a place to practice my English where, I'm not, where I feel safe and it, I think it brings a lot of comfort uh, mm -hmm. to people, especially that are new to the country that don't have a place to socialize. Yeah, it's, it's a great time to relax and you get to know people. The conversations go where the people that are attending want them to go. So some nights it's all silly and fun. Some mm -hmm. nights it's serious. Just depends on what yeah. we start talking about. You're a great about. facilitator, uh, too. Thanks. I see you mm -hmm. when you start. It's, it's a little difficult, right, because people are nervous. They don't know what this is going to be like, especially if they're new members. And Maria's like, okay, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Get in the middle of the room. We're gonna, we're gonna talk about X. Yeah, it, it's a great opportunity for uh, people to get together. We have a lot of fun, so I hope people drop by. We uh, are bi-weekly, so it's every other Wednesday. The next one is November the first, and we're there from uh, in J one thirty seven from four thirty to six. J one thirty seven is the new International Square. Mm -hmm. Drop in. You don't have to stay the whole two hours. You can pop in and out. Um, most of the time, I find though, when people drop in, they don't leave, so mm -hmm. they and stay there's the free two food. Hours. Free food. Free. Well, not alcoholic. Lots if you of, really want to get choices. people talking. Yeah, and um, it's a great opportunity, so please come by and see us. Surprisingly, you don't have to drink coffee. No. I no. Don't. You're not forced <laughs> to drink the coffee. Jin no. likes the juice. He's, yeah. he's a juice Gin guy, juice. so uh, yeah, he's liked the tropical fruit juices, I think. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> We're learning a lot about Jin. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect height, enjoys see, tropical juice. Jin. <laughs> yeah, and we get to see Janet, his wife, so if you want to meet the beautiful other half... Janet drops in because she's a student here as well. So Thank you. But everybody is welcome, so please come For by. Sure. Awesome. So bi-weekly Wednesdays in the evening on J137. And where can people find, uh, you mentioned the website, where can folks find you guys? I'm sure you can just Google Mohawk College Coffee Club. Okay. This is the easiest. Up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. And we have flyers all over at the front desks in most areas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can pick up a flyer. Just come into the International Square if anyone out there is interested. And it's open to community members as well? Yep. Awesome. Anybody that wants to pop in, faculty, staff, often pop in and say hello as well. That's great. And we're running right through the strike, so please come mm -hmm. by. Yes. So do you see any future, like how do you want to make it look like in the future Coffee Club? I think I like to keep um, Coffee Club as it is. Mm -hmm. um, the more we grow, it may change. Um, but we do have another series that we've started called Slice and Advice. Mm -hmm. And Coffee Club will partner, we partner with uh, Carpe Noctum and other events on campus. Uh, Slice and Advice um, is a uh, series where we have in speakers uh, from the community come in and they'll talk about the next one is November 22nd and they're going to come in and talk about careers and advice but we have people that are actually hiring that mm. will come in and talk to students about what they need on a resume especially for international students and mm. what to really highlight on their resumes and mm. how to be interviewed um, and then we're also doing a slice and advice um, that's going to deal with a rights and responsibilities of students. Mm -hmm. We're finding that a lot of students are being taken advantage of in their homes, um, being charged too much rent, not g given the proper facilities, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So we want students to be aware of what their rights are as renters and what their responsibilities are um, as renters as well, because there is a responsibility too when you do rent sure, from someone sure. else. Well, I had that experience as an international student. You are basically a temporary resident 
which is minor than permanent resident or citizen, right? Mm. So our 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 idea uh, is we don't want to make a trouble, even though it's wrong. Right. If you can kind of you'll accept viewer, more, you just, be more lenient. Yeah, things, let's yeah. let's not make a trouble. Let's just study for two years and just leave or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's, really that's something that a lot of people don't think about or consider. I think when you move to another country as well, what are my rights? What should I be expecting? Mm. Same thing in the interview setting. I hear a lot from students and, and I understand, you know, how does an interview go? What can mm. I expect? Or how do I dress? And what are the things I'm allowed to say? And am I, am I allowed to ask questions? And, can I hug? Can I shake my hands or something? Yeah, other yeah, yeah, yeah. If every minute interaction, mm. you know, if you haven't gone through an interview, interview before, especially in a new country, especially in your second language, I think it's really an awesome service. Yeah, it's provide. a wonderful opportunity. And the speakers that we have in are both HR professionals and um, they tell the truth and they tell what the realities are out there. But it's all very positive for international mm -hmm. students. Mm -hmm. And international students have a lot of advantages with second languages. And sometimes yeah. I find they don't even put that they have a second or right. third language on their resume, mm -hmm. which um, can really benefit them, especially in this international world. Um, just a little quick thing. Um, my uh, partner's company, he it was bought out by, um, they bought out a company in Spain mm -hmm. um, and they're Hamilton based. So by doing that, anyone in the company that spoke Spanish was at an advantage and could move into different roles because they had that second language they needed to. Uh, right. So it's really, it's really important that you bring that out in interviews. Mm -hmm. That's great. Okay, mm -hmm. so another thing that you have done uh, to tie in with our theme today is talk a little bit about Halloween. Mm. So tell us, tell us about <laughs> Halloween, Maria. Okay, teach us. I don't the know ways. why they asked me to tell you about Halloween because I hate Halloween. Um, <laughs> sorry, don't want to be a downer. That's a fun point. Yeah, it's uh, it's my little uh, issue with Halloween. I stopped going out for Halloween when I was seven years old. Um, didn't Maria, like you're... it. No, I uh, stayed home, gave out the candy. I liked other people going out, but it just wasn't my thing. <laughs> Um, but there is a history to Halloween, and since I'm a history major, um, Sally Simpson, who also works here at the college, um, she did up a little synopsis for me that uh, I like to use to talk about Halloween. So Halloween started, it's also known as All Hallows Eve or All Saints Eve, and it takes place October 31st. And it's dedicated to remembering the dead. And apparently, according to Sally, who lived in China, it's similar to a Chinese palm sweeping day where they sweep the grave sites mm -hmm. of their ancestors. And they believe that monsters and ghosts come into our world on Halloween night. Um, and that inspired those of us to dress like monsters to trick the spirits and ghosts into thinking that they weren't in a different world so that they wouldn't bother us as the dead. And um, so that's sort of how the costume started. And um, they believe that the souls of the dead were also revisiting their former homes when they were here in life. And so the um, they'd give out candy and food to help them feel welcome back into their home and um, so that it would keep them happy from haunting so that they could go back to their underworld satisfied and and um, so that's sort of how that happened and there's a tie-in with uh, fire and bonfire and flames and smoke and ashes because they felt they had uh, protective and cleansing power 
uh, powers, and that's similar to why we put a light in the jack-o'-lantern, so it, it's cool. radiating that smoke and ashes for cleansing. And um, now Halloween has become a whole industry in itself, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a lot different now even than when I was a kid. It's very high-tech. In the old days, when I was young, you really couldn't buy... You could buy a plastic costume with a plastic mask at the grocery store, but most of the time, your mom made your costume. Aww. Yeah. Uh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. So, I guess there's like a rift that opens up in the spirit world for only 24 hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> That's it. You wake up and put that mask on. And, <laughs> and scare them back down. <laughs> Boo! Uh, especially the sexy bunny costumes. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. that's scaring? <laughs> Maybe your husband. Yeah. No, it's scaring the wives that the yeah. husbands are looking at the little bunnies. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever you got to do. Yeah. Get those ghosts out of here. Um, that's really interesting, actually. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about the palm sweeping um, tradition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also about from China, right? Mm-hmm. Everything is from China now. Yeah. <laughs> Made in China. Yeah. <laughs> Halloween made in China. China especially yeah. all of our Halloween costumes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we have a few minutes before we're going to pop into the next song. Why don't we go around really quickly and talk about the best costumes okay. that we have seen or okay. experienced. I saw a person has a... Basically, I think it's hilarious because it's cheap and simple. <laughs> he basically just put a panel of his face in the middle and with an indicator on the top with a red arrow kind of things. And he said he's a Google map. Google <laughs> map of himself. That's great. Map of Hamilton. Mm-hmm. What about you, Maria? Well, as I mentioned, Halloween is not my favorite holiday. <laughs> Ask me back for Christmas. I'm Christmas crazy. Okay. Um, but on my last Halloween, when I was seven, my mother made my costume. And I don't know if you guys have ever seen, I'm sure you have, a burlap bag, oftentimes potatoes or grain comes in like a fabric-y, yeah, yeah. scratchy like a bag. brown sewed up. Yeah, so my mom cut holes in that for my head to go through. <laughs> no wonder you hate Halloween. <laughs> yeah, and she sewed on little patches and she put smudges of dirt on my face and I had a bandana <laughs> on and I was Cinderella before the ball. <laughs> I had to go out in this so scratchy outfit looking like I just lived on the street, the street urchin the Cinderella. Pumpkin. Yeah, waiting to be, uh, you know, hit by the Having wand. Having to explain your costume yeah. to everyone. <laughs> exactly. I'm Cinderella pre the ball. Yeah, okay? I'm, I'm not. I'm not homeless. Anyway. <laughs> Please give me candy. Yeah, so maybe if she had dressed me up as a princess, I might have liked Halloween. <laughs> so that was sort of my last uh, experience uh, with Halloween. Oh gosh, okay. I was gonna say. So I love special effects makeup. There's all these cool shows now that are competition, <laughs> special effects competitions. So I've seen some really cool costumes. I'm a fan of Star Trek. I really like the Borg. So I've seen people who have done like implants of microchips and stuff in their face that like light up with fluid. But my new favorite one is Anthony Frazina. Our our colleague just texted me and he said he's going to be a nudist on strike this Halloween. (laughs) Really low maintenance costumes. Put your clothes on. So I enjoyed that. Um, any do's and don'ts that we should know, especially for international students? Yeah. Who don't know um, for Halloween? Halloween is, um, it's a great time for people that enjoy it. Um, you should wear, uh, something on your clothing that's reflective for the evening because you are walking Mm -hmm. be careful of traffic carry a flashlight um 
be careful of the bag of candy you carry. Um, sometimes it can break if it gets too heavy, so you might want to have a pillowcase. Use a pillowcase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, you might want to have an, yep, an extra <laughs> bag to dump it in to because uh, yes. get it'll get pretty heavy. Have a central stash point yep. where you <laughs> exactly. <Candy. laughs> and as Elise said, when you're making your costume, if it's special effects, make sure you're able to see properly because you're mm. in the dark and sometimes you can stumble. So mm. make sure you have enough room for your eyes to if see eye holes. If you don't want to be a ghost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you don't want to become a real spirit and come back and haunt us, go yeah, to the, make sure you can Go to the see. residential areas with the big houses. Yeah. They you'll give get out the full candy, candy bars. <laughs> yeah. But saying that, we always tell our children, when you get home, dump out your bag and check the candy. Anything that's opened, mm. ripped, looks like it's been tampered with, uh, don't eat it. Um, there used to be a thing that uh, people would put razor blades mm. in apples, myth. which is yeah. an urban myth. But you always check your candy because you never know yeah. um, who's been playing with it. Mm. Uh, and uh, But have a good time. Be safe. Get in the spirit of it. Uh, when you go to the door, you knock. You say trick or treat. <laughs> and sometimes the homeowner will say, give me a trick. And that really throws you off. <laughs> Don't so, do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Just stand there and blink. And then eventually they'll and give cry. you candy. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and then always say thank you after they mm. give you something. No matter what it is, say thank you very much. And that's the polite thing to do. <laughs> so, Maria, you said you hate Halloween, but will you uh, welcome keys to your house? Yes, always. Oh, yeah. Well, when I stopped going out at seven, I would stay at my grandma's house and give out the candy. Oh, yeah. Shit. And uh, I'll just tell you something quick. My my son didn't like Halloween either. Mm-hmm. His sister loved it. My daughter went out until she was 12. <laughs> my son stopped going out about eight years old and would give out the candy. But even when he was a little guy, he's three years older than his sister, he, he doesn't eat candy. So he'd get all his candy, walk in the door, hand his bag to his sister. No, you got to barter it at school <laughs> no, for something else. She she got both bags. She went out and bartered. She's the negotiator. Nice. But, uh, yeah, when I did go out for Halloween, I remember my mom would keep my bag in her room so I would only have a little bit of candy at a yeah. time. Then I found out she was eating it. <laughs> There's all these YouTube videos, actually. If you go on YouTube and wrote, like, uh, Halloween candy trick or something, there's all these... It's horrible, actually. It's horrible. But it's these videos of these parents filming their kids saying, I ate all your Halloween candy. Oh, and then they're and crying. And they're like, why oh. are you doing this to me? My mother wouldn't admit it. I just I walked it. in on her one day. <laughs> she was digging in the closet for my chocolate I'm bar. keeping it safe. Yeah. <laughs> oh. All I right. love my mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, happy Halloween. And we're going to go into our next song, uh, Monster Mash by Bobby Pickett. Good choice, Jin. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Lisa in Wonderland on 101.5 The Hawk. Um, Maria is telling me I have to talk about bobbing for apples. So tell me. Tell me it's about a this. Halloween tradition at a party. So the song you just heard would always be played at a Halloween party. Everybody dresses up. Mm-hmm. And one of the games is bobbing for apples. Okay. Because apples are really common in the fall. That's our fall vegetable, or fruit, rather. <laughs> <laughs> Lise told me another thing, and I'm confused. Anyway, so you get a big bowl of water, usually okay. like a tub, almost like a wash tub. Mm. You fill it full of water, and you pour 
a bunch of apples into it, but only enough to float on the surface, so right. you don't fill it. So they're they're floating. Then you put your hands behind your back, and you have to dunk your face in and grab an apple with just your teeth. Uh. And whoever grabs the apple wins the prize. But the funny part is, is because you're all dressed up and you have makeup, and now you're all soaking wet because <laughs> your uh, makeup is running. And uh, but bobbing for apples is a lot of fun. I uh, I almost did it for coffee club. Uh, this year <laughs> um we may still do it it's not it is a halloween tradition but hey we can do tradition anytime so yeah. i think we might have to try that in the the in the spirit Square. of all the weird yeah. games that we <laughs> put together for coffee club yeah <laughs> let's do bobbing for apples <laughs> the students playing hockey with the the, the squashes yes <laughs> and we have fun we do um okay so Let's talk a little bit about upcoming events. We have, uh, we were saying for any international students or folks that are new to Canada for Halloween, um, the parties were happening yesterday mm -hmm. for the most part, but there are Halloween costume competitions going on all over the place. I know in mm -hmm. Toronto they have quite a few really amazing events. So I would recommend looking those up. And you'll see people uh, on the 31st going to work in costume and running around the streets in costumes. So, yeah, yeah, go ahead. And a costume can be anything. I yeah. mean, that's the other thing for international students. You don't have to spend any money. If you put your pajamas on, <laughs> you can go out in a costume and you can say you're a baby in your pajamas or, uh, you know, anything you like. So it's just a fun time to yeah. be silly and it's an excuse to dress up. Yeah, and see a bunch of cute kids walking around in costume. And lots of candy. Sometimes stores give out candy, too. Oh, so yeah. if you drop by uh, stores, they'll give out candy. And apartment buildings, they're the best yes, to hit. Yes. Because all the uh, tenants put the mm. the candy in the front hall, and you get a, a big whopping lot of candy. <laughs> nice. We also have an event going on organized by our fabulous event organizer, Ola. Ola. Um, hey, Ola. Ola Sala. <laughs> She's awesome. And she we are doing a Halloween party at our Fennel campus uh, on Tuesday the 31st, where we will dress up service dogs in cute mm -hmm. Halloween costumes and go trick-or-treating around the campus for any staff or students that may be stressed out, especially during the strike this week. Um, so definitely come out for that. I think mm -hmm. it will probably be sometime in the afternoon, 10 to 2, I would imagine. Um, and come hang out with some cute dogs in hot dog costumes. Oh my but god, just, I'm so excited. But just remember, dogs can't eat chocolate. So if you're going to give a dog a treat, give them a doggy treat, because chocolate <laughs> and candy are not I'm sure we'll have dogs. treats, yes. Chocolate yeah. is dog poison. Mm -hmm. um, so that brings us to our next week's mission. We would like to challenge you all to share your Halloween experience with us, especially if you're new to the country mm -hmm. and have never experienced anything like this. Um, go on to our Facebook page at Elise1015 and send us a little note about what your experience was like. Show us your photo of your new first costume and tell us um, what you thought. Was it freaky? Was it boring? Was it hilarious? What did you do? And let us know. Um, so that brings us to next week. We have some wonderful guests coming on next week as well. Mm. Our um, two colleagues, Taya and Heyman, were recently in Korea. So they're going to tell us about their experience there. And we will... South Korea. So, sorry. Ooh. Make sure. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> SK. I always forget South Korea. And... Uh, we will learn more about from the Canadian perspective visiting Korea and from a, a Korean's perspective going back to her home mm -hmm. country. 
Um, so that will be great. And I want to give a thank you uh, to our wonderful guest today, Maria Bracalenti. Thank you for the having always me. Always fabulous, hilarious. Maria, <laughs> yes. um, for talking a little bit about the great work that you do for our students oh, and our you. community. Um, again, check out Coffee Club. If you do, do a quick search for Mohawk College Coffee Club, mm -hmm. you'll find out the time and place and come join us. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of fun together and you can ask mm -hmm. any kind of crazy question you have on your mind um, and have a good time with us. And come and share some stuff, you know. Yeah. Tell us about you. Tell us about how you decide to come to Mohawk. What's your country like? We love to hear that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. It's mm -hmm. cool. That's why we're all in the business that we're in. Yeah. <laughs> all right, everyone. So thank you again. Thank you, uh, those out there, for listening to Elise in Wonderland this Sunday morning. And we were going. We will end it off with the classic thriller by Michael Jackson. Enjoy your Sunday, and see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Thank you again. Bye bye. <laughs>